No. All right. Well, welcome to the Chris Voss Show. Come the Chris Voss Show. I come. <laughs> and we have someone I've kind of like known forever, but I've never really gotten a chance to get to know. Keith Barrett, who's uh, very huge on Google Plus, and he's got his own podcast and does some uh, Google Plus or Google Glasses sort of things and stuff like that. So uh, I wanted to get to know him better, so I invite him on the Chris Foss Show. Welcome, Keith. Hey, thank you. Yeah, we have yet to get together in real life, even though we have, like, all the same friends. Yeah, I know. We have all the same friends. Uh, you were hanging out with Scoble, like, a week after I was hanging out with him. And and uh, how'd you like Half Moon Bay? Uh, it was gorgeous. Uh, it used to be that I never thought I would move to California because I, I grew up in New England, and I lived in North Carolina for 10 years, and I'm sort of a a forest, you know, curving landscape kind of guy. And I live in Florida, and I hate Florida. It's one of the reasons I live in a town called Celebration, because Celebration looks like a small New England town. It was originally designed and built by Disney. Uh-huh. And it's, my, it's my way of living in Florida and being in denial that I'm actually in Florida. <laughs> but uh, I went up to Half Moon Bay um, to, to see what Half Moon Bay was like and to go visit Robert. And Half Moon Bay was gorgeous. It's exactly the kind of scenery, and the uh, especially you travel Route 1 all the way up there. It's exactly what I'm used to. So it's like if I ever had to live in California, that's probably the only place I would pick. There's lots of forest uh, going out from San Jose to there. It's like a it's like a huge freaking trees and, and everything. But, yeah, Half Moon Bay is just gorgeous. I went out there twice when I was up there last, and I fell in love with it. I don't know that I'd want to live out there permanently, but... Um, well, I've, I've had situations where companies in California have asked if I would do things for them, and um, it always falls apart because I didn't want to relocate to California. <laughs> but, you know, now, look at that. So, yeah, you know, if you give me enough money and I could live in there, maybe. Maybe it would happen. It's pretty nice to live out there because the traffic is a nightmare in San Jose and San, and San Francisco. It's just Yeah. it's It, it really rivals... Um, L.A., and the one thing that's interesting about San Francisco, and this is told to me by a lot of people, and I experienced it firsthand, is in L.A., people will let you cut in. Like, people just kind of realize we're all on the fucking, you know, we're going to go on this, on this horrible treadmill that moves like molasses. And so people will just be like, you know, we're, we're cool. It's like, hey, man, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Go ahead. Get <laughs> it's like, wow, I could have moved 10 feet and been still parked. <laughs> yeah, you're talking, to the, you're talking to the guy that grew up pretty close to Manhattan in New York, so yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But in San Francisco, they aren't letting you in. They don't yeah. give, they're, they're like, screw you, I'm going, I don't give a crap, you're, you're merging? Oh, wow, I'm speeding up and weaving into you. Yeah. It's like, they, they have a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They have a whole thing. So give us, give us your links so that everyone can find them, your, your, your tags, all your different plugs, okay. interwebs. Well, uh, my main website is keithbarrett.com, and there's a couple of subdomains. You can go to glass.keithbarrett.com or disney.keithbarrett.com, and you'll see a piece of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically where I blog everything. I blog about my Google Glass project and experiences. I, I blog occasionally about my Disney personal experiences because I like to go to, for example, to the openings of the restaurants or see unique things there. Um, and um, social media and technology because I'm big on both. Uh, and then I also have another website called vidcastnetwork.com. Uh, I haven't done anything with it in the past year because Google Plus has been consuming a huge amount of my time. But I used to do like five live video broadcasts a week, 
Um, with people like you know, with, with people like Trey Radcliffe and Thomas Hawk and and um, uh, a lot of photography people. But they were I used to do them based on uh, photography, geek, technology, social media. Um, and I'm going to start that back up soon. I'm going to probably do maybe one or two a week. Cool. Um, so those are my two main websites, and I spend a lot of time on Google Plus. I'm Keith Barrett everywhere. I'm Keith Barrett on Google Plus. I'm at Keith Barrett on Twitter. Um, so yeah, if you're on Twitter, follow me on Twitter because I like to get my Twitter following up higher. Because uh, I've been on Twitter forever, and it it doesn't seem to show that. <laughs> you've been you've been working over Google Plus, which is a great yeah. app to have people on. Google's been very kind to me in many ways. Google, Google Glass, Google Plus. Yeah, I think I think you've done really well with that format. I mean, I've ignored it like a stupid stepchild, but uh, you you've done very well with it. Thomas Hawk has, Trey has. Uh, it's been really awesome for photographers. In fact, I'm posting a lot of my photos up there now. I actually so, switched all the commenting on my blog over to it because oh, it's such yeah it's such an engaging platform that even when people comment on a post sometimes the comment themselves should be their own blog post because they're very informative very friendly and they're very you know detailed sometimes lengthy so there are plugins that take your WordPress blog or, or your Blogger blog and switch the commenting system over to Google Plus you just write your own blog article and then uh -huh. you share it on Google Plus. And your first share becomes the first comment. And then oh, wow. any comment that anybody adds under that, or any reshares plus any comments under the reshares, all show up as comments under your blog post. So it, it, you get all the engagement on your blog. That's not being hosted on your blog. Of course, it's all the contents on Google+. But you get to see in one spot all the conversation. Huh. So does that help your SEO in any way? Um, probably not. I mean, it, it, because... Uh, all the attention, you know, is really going to the Google Play. I mean, the only the the only help it's giving you is if people are going, people are reading your blog post on your site in the first place. Uh. You know, um, because if they do that, if, if once they type a comment in or anything like that, it's going back and forth to Google Plus. But you know, your source material is still there, so mm -hmm. you know your website is still visible and and the hit is going on. If if they're if they're going to your website instead of going to the Google Plus post first, your hit is going on the website as well. I tend to be a con this is one of the reasons I was talking to you before the show started. I do lots of things. I have lots of projects. I have the Vidcast Network. I have Google Glass. <laughs> I do social media internally for for companies. I do all these things. Not one of them generates income. <laughs> you know, I, I I have a I have a Mayo that I'm gonna play you play with, do some development with. And of course, I have Google Glass, and you know, when some other things come out, uh, they'll do that as well. You know, all of them are just because this is where my personality is. This, this is what I love doing. Um, uh, if all my friends had had Google Glass and I didn't have it, it would have driven me nuts that I couldn't have joined in. Doing. So I have to thank Google for letting me sleep nights by letting me participate. So that was one of the things I saw. I mean, you have a lot of stuff going on. You had like a Google Glass group, I think. I saw like you guys all out eating or doing stuff or something. Yeah, I have, I have several things going on. I have what I call my Google Glass project. The, the project itself I consider formally over with, even though I'm still carrying on, because I, I bought my glass through a fundraiser. Mm -hmm. so, I, so I was looking for sponsors, so I did this co-branding thing, so like if you sponsor my class, I'll give you credit in every single one of my blog posts, every time I post a video on YouTube, I'll give you guys credit, I, and, I, and I said the project will officially last until like November, but then I just kept running it until, you know, even now it's still running, um, and uh, I raised enough money to pay for the class and to pay for the trip to New York, most of the trip to New York, and uh, so the project is me, you know, doing all the things I promised, 
Um, plus all the adventures I have that I didn't expect, like uh, I got to visit the Google headquarters and take a tour of that and got to meet all the Glass developers. Um, Google designated nine of us as the first community leaders for Google Glass. So that, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so, and then I also run, and part of the reason that happened is I run a lot of meetups. I run a lot of Glass meetups in the Orlando area that are usually multiple days long. They have a couple of events that are you know, in, in restaurants and dining, and then we do one in the Disney World Park Mm. Uh, or and maybe we'll do karaoke in, uh, uh, one night, and so that has. And I also run two. Uh, I run a community uh, for Google Glass on uh, Google Plus. I also moderate another one for the Florida people. So yeah, I have a lot of things going on. You sleep at all for the whole? Uh, <laughs> I just no, I do. You know, in some ways, Glass helped me because now I can read and respond to tweets, yeah. and Google Plus, you know, posts and things like that without taking my phone out of my pocket. Something pops up and says, oh, okay, and I'll respond to that and I'll close it. That's why it's important to me that Glass work reliably um, because I'm, I wear it all the time. I'm using it constantly. My biggest issue is with the battery. I mean, I, I, I'd use it all the time, but I burn through the battery. Like You know, and that doesn't bother me as much as other people because it only takes one hour to charge it up fully. So I, yeah. I, you know, I, ha I have spare battery packs on me, and like I'll go to lunch and I'll put my glass on the table, and when I'm done with my lunch, it's fully charged again, and it's good for another six hours of stuff. <laughs> what bothers me more are, are, you know, irritating things like that that fail, like um, and they just they're rolling out an update right now. This, this yeah. is Chris Voss first, like within the last hour, a new Google Glass update, 16.11, I believe, if what I was told is correctly. Uh, so I actually have my glass on the table. I'm trying to get it. Quiesced, so it gets the update. So what do you um, what do you do to get it updated? I usually just let mine sit. Does, does well, it has to be on Wi-Fi. Yeah. It has to be plugged into charging power. It has to be in a charge cycle. Oh, I probably should be charging it. Huh? Yeah, that's why I have it on my desk. And it has to have at least fifty percent power already. And it has to be. Has to, and it has to be unused, untouched for I think fifteen to twenty minutes. It has to be idle. Uh, has to be idle. It, it meets all those conditions, and Google's including you in this particular round of pushes. And apparently they can select this a little bit because there are some people who didn't get the updates until a day later. Um, you'll get the update. So if Google hates me, I'm screwed. <laughs> Why would they hate you? Uh, I don't know. I think they like me. They probably like me. No, I did I did the same thing. Uh, we went to a couple different sponsors in Aitly.com, Aitly app, um, sponsored my Google Glass, so thanks to them for the Google Glass. Yeah, you do a lot of things that are very envious of. That's why I mean, because yeah. you you do you review uh, something at least once a day, right? At least sometimes more than once a day. Yeah, two or three times a day. We try and yeah. upload it so that it doesn't overwhelm the subscribership because they start getting pissed at me. They're like, "Really, five videos today, Chris?" I'm like, "Well, <laughs> it, it, it's cool crap." Yeah. And then, you know, we you know then nothing for three or four days. So we try and space it out. But, yeah, there's usually a whole pile of crap out in my uh, living room, dining room area that we have to – yet to See, if I could take what you do and then take like, what Robert does and put them together, I probably would have my ultimate job. I think Robert used to do a lot of gadgets, and now he's yeah. moved to you know, doing what he does now, which is much better than gadgets because you get tired of gadgets after a while. You're like, yeah, uh, it's another cell phone. Well, I find you get tired of anything if you just do one thing all the time. Yeah, ask my last five ex-wives. Um, <laughs> so, there's that. 
so now, do you work with Disney or for Disney? I've seen yeah, some- I do. I, um, I'm a, a full-time employee of Disney. I work um, in what most of the world would call the IT departments, the technology department. Uh. Um, I do a, a. There's a lot of things I do for Disney. I get paid for do. It's paid to do, and there are things I do for Disney that I don't get paid to do. Um, Disney's very good about that. It's, I mean, one of the reasons I work at Disney is it's an incredibly unique place to go because it's literally like I have the keys to Manhattan. Nice. I mean, actually, because Disney World is twice the size of Manhattan. It's about the size of Vegas. Wow. It's, it's 43 square miles. And so when I've worked at other companies, and, for example, I learned how point-of-sale systems work, and I knew how the software works, and I know how the cash-outs work and the uploads and downloads, and that's all. that was all pretty cool. When I worked at Disney World, I learned everything that happens from the moment you swipe your credit card and that, and that payment goes through and gets approval to the point where the shelf is restocked with the item you just bought wow. because they do all of it there. It's a city. Wow. So, and then I go to I go to training classes, and I've said this before, so I apologize if people have heard me say this, but, and I'll sit in like a time management class or a, or a leadership class, and I'll be in my class, I'll be an animator, an exotic bird handler, a sous chef, and maybe somebody who, you know, works for Marvel. It's, it's you know, it's, I can't go anywhere <laughs> else in the world and get that. So, yeah. it, it's, it's a really cool place to work. I just, um, I do software development and support so I have a mixed job there. I do sometimes I do project management, sometimes I do support of some services that I also help, you know, keep going. And I do simple Java uh, web service uh, programming for the technology department. And specifically, I do middleware, which connects front end systems to back end systems. Um, most of my background is in open source. I used to work at Red Hat. I used to work in digital equipment. Um, I'm a systems level programmer. I know uh, predominantly C is my favorite language, and Linux is my favorite operating system, but I know a bunch of languages. Um, what I don't get paid to do there is occasionally every year or two they have a huge press event and sometimes I'll work with the media for that because they'll need more people to help with it because it's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to sing every year in the choir in the Christmas show. This was the first year I didn't do it. Or else can I work for a company without any talent and be in a major you know, Disney production? <laughs> you know? So as an IT guy. Um, and uh, I've done other things. I, used, I was a big uh, voice for open source and for social media in yeah. the company before they finally started to embrace uh, uh, social media and started creating teams for it and things like that. So I don't do much of that anymore because they, they have people get paid to do that now. Um, <laughs> and then there's personal things I do. You know, it's like um, I, there's always opportunities to do something cool there. Uh, I've driven the monorail. Where else can I work that I could drive a monorail? I mean, that could, that's that's dude. You know? that's cool. I just that's, got that. That was a big was. tick mark on the geek. Boy list wow, that, that makes me jealous now. I always looked at the monorail from even back when I was a kid, and I was yeah, like, I couldn't even do it anymore because they had a they had an accident several years ago, and they changed all the rules, and they wouldn't they would they wouldn't let me do it today. Um, I know lots of celebrities from the backs of their heads <laughs> <laughs> because you know I've, I've been like four feet, well I've been in shows what? with them where they're like four feet in front of me, but I only see the back uh, of their head all the time. Okay. Um, and I've also I usually know celebrities from the backs of their heads, but they're much closer. Yeah, and I've talked what? to and I know several of them too. But that's cool. I mean, I've I, I've probably seen George Lucas several times. Uh, I can't even count them anymore. Yeah, things like that. You know, it's you a know, cool place to work. I don't know that I could work there because I'm too mischievous and a problem causer. <laughs> I mean, I, I dress up that like, for outside. 
I, I dress up like Goofy and just go hump people, you know, like a dog. Yeah, would. Man, I'm not like that. I'm a little bit. I, I would lose my job there within a very short time. They'd just be like, they'd probably have me arrested too. Well, this is my tenth year now. I've, I've been, I have worked for this company longer than any place I've ever worked because my average th- uh, at a company has been like five years. So, and who knows? I, I, there might be something new around the corner. I may leave them. I mean, I certainly have done enough there that I can, I can go on to something new if, if the right offer came along and uh, not regret and not, not feel like I'm leaving anything behind that I haven't tried. So, yeah. or, or I'll stay there for another five years if things stay interesting. And sure, yeah. Still want I mean, me. Disney, that's a company a lot of people love to work for, I'm sure. You know, do you get a discounts on like their videos and all that crap? I, yeah, I, I mean, I get discounts on certain things. I can go to the parks free anytime I want. So oh hey, there's a, there's a big wow. yeah. That's a deal right I, there. I, just, I mean, I've said that I, you know, you hear about Google's perks, so they get all this free food and you know things like that. So yeah, but I can go ride Splash Mountain on my lunch hour. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow! Yeah, so it's like that you know, it's kind of tough to. Work. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Man, you do that as a full time job, and then you do everything else. That's crazy. Yeah, um, well, a lot of things I do are are maintenance things. Yeah. Like you know, if I'm uh, if I'm moderating my my communities on Google Plus, you know, the alerts come on my phone, and like, maybe once an hour or so, I'll go check and see what alerts are there, and take a look at, it and just say yes, yes, no, no. You know, I mean, the stuff takes seconds. Yeah. You know, to do, and you just you know you, you do it on your breaks and your lunch hours and things like that. Other things like you know being on a show with you, I have to carve the time out. Yeah, because you and I, you and I had talked about this even last week. We yeah. were originally thinking we would do it Friday or yet or yesterday, and it didn't pan out. So we managed to pull this off today. Um, oh, yeah, my, my nights and weekends are where I tend to do a lot of my personal stuff. Yeah, it's awesome, man. You got Vidcast Network. I, I keep yeah. seeing the logo behind you. And uh, man, I'm, in the, I'm in the studio right now, as small as it is. <laughs> Oh man! So, anything else we need to know about you and what you do? The Google Glass. Anything? Um, anything? Well, Google Glass. Uh, so well, much going on. <laughs> what else? Like, no, Google Glass. Well, there. I mean, there are things. There's still a lot of things going on. I'm waiting for the next update. I mean, yeah. I give lots of demos. I mean, especially if I go to Disney World in the parks and I'm walking around and I'm wearing. Oh gosh. You know, I give demos. Some of the most exciting people are the ones from foreign countries who you know can't get anywhere near it right now. Uh, yeah. They're vacationing and they see me wearing it. It's very exciting for them. Have you ever gotten um, any arguments with anybody over it? I, you know, I have given lots and lots of demos. I'm easily over a thousand by now, and wow. uh, I, I was one of the first people to have their device that wasn't in the uh, Google I/O conference. I got mine in May, tw- uh, May 29th. That's when I picked it up. And um, until from then till now, I've had maybe. Three marginal people, people who were not that enthusiastic about it or weren't big fans about it, and I either turned them around or they still walked away indifferent, but they weren't hostile. I've only had one really negative person. Huh. Um, so, and then it, you talk to this person, you get to know them, and they come down and they relax, but you realize they're negative about everything. It's not really yeah. not glass. It's just they're <laughs> negative. There's a bigger problem there than Google Glass. <laughs> Talk to, talk, how was your relationship with your father and your mother? Um, the, um, yeah, I've had I've only had like one where they refused to wear the glass and they were really insistent that it was on 
Um, one, one interesting thing, but everyone who tries... And, and what do you do with that? Because they're wrong. They don't understand. They believe absolutely yeah. that they are, that you're BSing them. It's like, you know, all you can do is walk away from it because it's... What, it's, I, what we usually do is I just, go, I just go, hey, you can try it on. And then, you know, you just have to be nice. I just usually yeah. explain to them. I go, look, the, the, logically, there's no battery in here that's big enough for this thing to be operating on me. And usually that's when they kind of get it. They're like, "Really?" And you're like, "Yeah." I mean, usually trying it, trying it on ends the argument. Yeah. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, yeah. if they're willing to try it, it instantly kills all the. Yeah, and people love the crap out of it. I mean, at first yeah. they might be a little suspicious, a little wary, but once they see it, they're like, "Oh my gosh, that's cool." And it's Which, funny you say that, but I but this kind of sensitive interaction with somebody. I've had probably less than a dozen times, half a dozen, out of the, all the people I've given it. It's rare. So, I mean, we're talking about like it happens a lot. We have to sit there. No, I've actually rarely had to do this. Most of the time, people are yeah. excited. They want to ask me to try it, but they're afraid to, so I have to offer it. And, yeah, I do too. I've had some people run after me. They said, well, I want to try it. Is that, you know, because they, they're, they're excited about it. Those are the experiences I have. Yeah, that's how my that's how mine are too. I usually offer it to people because they always, there's that apprehension with like, I wonder if you'll let me wear it. And I'm always yeah. like, you want to wear it? Just go ahead. It's, it's cool. I've gotten, I've gotten free drinks. Because really? Of, yeah, I was, I've been at yeah, twice. I've got to go I've, to more bars and be like... Uh, I've been at two different bars. And in the first bar, I was just giving demos to all the customers there. And um, the, the next thing I know, the, the guy said, well, I want to thank you. Can I, I want to get you a drink. You know, what do you have? Right. So just as a thank you for the demos I was given, the, the guy brought me a drink. Then I was at no. another bar, and I was giving demos, and I, and I, I was giving the bartender a demo. Uh-huh. I was back, and I was talking to somebody, so I turned away, and there was a beer sitting right in front of me. Nice. He said, you know, he just bought me a beer. So I've actually had people say to me, I'm not making this up, say to me, yeah, it's pretty cool, but will it get you free beer? And I say, yes. Yes. <laughs> a note, note to self. I'm making a note to myself right now. <laughs> I need to. I, I need to do that with my. I need to do that with my waitresses and be like, "Can I get the onion rings if I let you wear my Google Glass?" No, see, I've never. I've never talked that way. I've never, <laughs> never bargained or, or offered it. It just showed up. I mean, I didn't expect it, and it just, and it just showed up. Yeah, yeah. So, it really is how you approach people and how you deal with it. Yeah, it's kind of intrusive, but. You know, you sign up for this. You have to expect that to happen, and you just have to play nice with people and be a good emissary of, of, uh, of the technology. Otherwise, you know, they're gonna all throw rocks at us. And yeah, well, I, think, I, I think this handicap is too expensive. Well, they and they shouldn't have issued it the way they did. They should have issued it like the iPad. It should just came out at all at once so the public can get it. The the problem is it creates this this uh, elitism that it shouldn't be creating. It was only supposed to be for developers. And instead, you know, it, it's great if you use influencers to uh, sell product, but the problem is, is they got to be able to buy it. <laughs> you know, when, when you say to someone, well, you can't buy it. Uh, you know, but think about it. This is this has been a uh, regardless of what you think, what you want to think the motivation is or, or the results of it. This is how Google has acted almost everything they've done. I mean, th- Google+, Plus, the, the initial invites only went to certain people, mostly people who had a re- relationship to a Google employee, and the Google employee, I think, had five invites, and that's how I got, got in. And then eventually we were given invites where we could bring in other people, that kind of thing. That, that's that happened with Gmail, that happened with Google Wave, it happened with Google+, Plus, and it happened with Google Glass. So I don't think we're seeing anything different, handled differently than they used to. It's just this is the first 
a consumer device that's yeah. that's also got a, a societal change to it. What's so, interesting to me is like one thing I'll mention when I'm with people, I'm like, I'm like, well, you realize that we're in a room with a bunch of cameras. Like the guy, the okay, one guy yeah. that I've had a, a stronger conversation with where he thought I was on 24 hours and he wouldn't try it on. Um, I'm like, do you realize that in this restaurant there are cameras all over recording 24 hours a day? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's funny, but they're real, when you have that conversation several times, you realize, sadly, and I think it's inappropriately, people have this attitude that if it's out of sight, I'm not going to worry about it. You know, yeah. and those things are all hidden out of sight. Because I tell people, I said, what should you be more afraid of? The guy who's standing, who can't take a photograph of you with this device that's sitting on his head visibly unless they're three feet away. Yeah. Or the guy sitting in a dark room monitoring all these monitors, and he's never had a background check, and he could be filming everything off the monitors and putting it on YouTube, and you don't know what the heck is going on. I mean, <laughs> what, what, should, what should scare you more? TSA agent who gets hold of your naked x-ray photos. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And that never know, happens, huh? When you, walk into a, um, when you walk into a Las Vegas casino, you have facial recognition now. Yes. A lot of the street um, cameras are starting to get into it, especially in the major metropolitan areas and in uh, London, too. Yeah. You're, you're analyzed against the database. They know who you are, whether you're in the Black Book in Vegas, and everything. They, they, they know what's go everything that's going on, and they, and they follow you through the thing. And I think that's just going to get worse. It's kind of interesting to me how laid back people are with the NSA thing, but that's, God forbid yeah. you should. God forbid you should have the Google Glass. It's okay <laughs> if the FBI turns on your Logitech camera and films you naked um, while you're in your room. But yeah, because heaven, heaven knows they'll never share that info. With <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that will never get loose. You know, <laughs> or your Xbox. You know. <laughs> It's like my my Xbox. I bought a holder for my Xbox, and it comes with a camera cover. And you're like, is there a lot of people hacking the camera on the Xbox to get in? And then you're like, oh yeah, the FBI, or the TSA, or TSA. Yeah, and then you get the people that says like, I have nothing to hide. Okay, well then when when the drone from the police department is hovering outside your bedroom window with the camera aimed at you, and that's not illegal because they're technically not on your property because you don't own your airspace. <laughs> <laughs> Say that sentence again. Yeah, I have nothing to hide except my <laughs> naked body. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm not too worried. I mean, uh, if 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 any poor NSA agent ever saw me naked, well then they're it's gonna ruin the rest hey, of their yeah, life. I don't. Yeah, it's gonna ruin mine. That's for sure. <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> Things. Oh, I can't get the image out of my head. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, Google Glass has been a big part of my life for the past year, and I probably will stay that way until the consumer one finally is fully out, and and and, and people are starting to buy it. And it's part of everybody's life. Then I'll probably move on to something else at that point. Well, let me ask you, what price do you think Google Plus has to be at to be successful with the consumer? Well, there's. I've said this before. I think uh, and this won't happen. So it's, uh, it's sad, but I think it should be hundred bucks. I think imagine if this imagine if it was a hundred bucks, and Google could certainly sell it at a loss for a hundred bucks. Certainly, Microsoft has done that with half of their product introductions to take over markets. Uh -huh. uh, you know, Internet Explorer and things like that. But imagine if this thing was a hundred bucks. First of all, 
everybody's going to have it. You're going to walk into a restaurant, and you're not going to be the only one with it, or you know, maybe five people in the whole day went there. You're going to walk in there, and maybe 30% of all the people in the restaurant are going to be wearing the freaking thing now. Mm-hmm. So the, the privacy arguments and the fears and everything go out the window because everybody's got it, or everybody has a friend that's got it at that point. Yeah. The second thing, all these all these businesses that sit there going, well, we're going to ban it. You're not allowed to have it. Well, when they're losing 50% of their customers because it's that cheap and common, and that too will change too. Oh, and, yeah. all, and, and then also, because it's so expensive right now, I have a dilemma with frames. You know, I have a very strong prescription. I can't use the frames that Google has produced because they won't hold my prescription. So I'm still sticking with pop-in stuff because uh-huh. I can't transport this from thing to thing to thing because this is very expensive. I only have one of them. 100 uh-huh. bucks. I might buy three of these things. I put one in each frame. I'll, I'll have one that's sunglasses, one that's clear, one, you know, because I can just have three or four of them. They're so cheap. Put one in and, the and, car. and if you buy it and you don't like it, you know, and, you know or it breaks, your life doesn't come to an end because you didn't spend 1500 bucks on the thing. So I, I think it would be incredible if they did that because it would just be a societal wave. You know, all the politicians, all the lawmakers, they'd all have it before they decided whether or not it was a distract- distraction in driving and things like that. Yeah, and that's why I think they should have launched, like, the iPad. They should have just came out <clears throat> and said, here it is, boom, that would have been a revolution. Yeah, and, but... but understand it. And... That's not going to happen. Uh, and Google, Google has already said it's going to be more than 400 bucks, and, and it's going to be less than 1500 So we know we have the range now. 500 bucks. No, I think it's going to be bucks. 800 or 900 what would be interesting is if the carriers will pick it up, AT and T, Sprint, and Verizon, it, yeah, and we'll like offer a we'll offer a subsidy if you you know to to your contracts. They're doing that with so many different products now. I mean, Sprint just sent me a speaker from Harman Kardon they have exclusively. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I thought you guys did phones. They're like, no, we have speakers too. I'm like, I'm really confused. You're a wireless company, you know? Yeah, and I, it's funny. I call I mean, my Harlan, Harman Kardon folks, and I'm like, how come you guys send me speakers, but suddenly Sprint's sending me Harman Kardon speakers? They're like, that's their exclusive speaker. And I'm like, you mean I can't get this through Harman Kardon? They're like, no, you can only get that through Sprint. And I'm like, wow, I guess, you know, you got to make money where you can. <laughs> In the U.S. No, I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that would be interesting because certainly it's, that hasn't happened. Co-branding and stuff like that hasn't happened yet. Foreign Running into foreign laws with it hasn't happened yet because it's not available yeah. for export or import. Um, well, I think you're finding that, like, the wearables, like, you know, you've got I, – I got the new Google or what is this, the uh, Galaxy Gear 2, Neo, and the Galaxy Fit. This helps move product and the subsidies that – they offer on the Galaxy S5s and stuff with the carriers. So I, I can see them doing the same thing with this, maybe a little subsidy, subsidy um, thing. You know what I worry about, though? Because I think this is very true, and I have a real-life example. I have uh, an iPod wrist set up, mm-hmm. you know, the, the iPod Nano in a, in a wristband. And I haven't, I haven't worn the thing in almost two years, easily. And, and I haven't. It's certainly perfectly good. I can put my music on it. And I'm and I I have that fear that most wearables are going to be like that. If you buy the watch, you probably wear it for six to twelve months, and then you may not bother wearing it anymore. You'll just get tired of having it, or you know that kind of thing. Because that tends to be the way we use wearables. Now that may not be true for things like jewelry and stuff like that, but for, certainly for watches and for for glasses and things like that, it has been true in the past. And it, it, the studies that I've been reading, I recently read some studies. That's true. What they're finding is the problem is people. <clears throat> 
want to move away from mobile, but mobile doesn't have the same hook with wearables, and people are wearing them for you know, a month or two, and they're getting rid of them, and they're not using them. I don't use any of the wearables I have. In fact, I struggle to use the Google Glasses. Um, I usually only leave, use them when I leave the house. I mean... Well, the thing about glass is the thing it offers that's unique compared to all wearables is I have a screen right in front of my eye. So yeah. I have the display action going on right there. And I didn't have to take anything out of my pocket. I didn't have to pull my wrist out. I don't have to go like this to talk on it or whatever. Wrist, <laughs> wristbands have uh, some oddities to it. Unless a wrist wearable is going to have a cell radio built right into it, Yeah. you're still going to have to carry your cell phone. Yeah. And you're still going to have to look at it and deal with the small screen and everything else because it's not there out of your way all the time. So it's, it's, an, it's an improvement over having the cell phone, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a step between that and this. Yeah, um, even with Google Glass, you still have to have your phone. Yeah, yeah, well, and that's understandable because they're not going to put a cell radio near your head. I don't understand why nobody's made a wrist one with a cell radio in it, though. I don't know. Because I think that would be a, a revolutionary wearable. Maybe yeah. it would just be too big or gaudy or something. Well, I don't know. Maybe there's a health hazard, too. I don't Maybe know. there's the FCC. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but that certainly would be a, a revolutionary change, I think, in wearables. It would be because that's the problem I have with wearables. I'm like, I'll look at the little watch, and I'm trying to read the stupid notifications and crap, and I'm like, I have this giant, beautiful Note 3 screen from AT&T. What yeah. kind of idiot am I that I'm trying to look in here when I got this? And it's, a, it's yet another platform that has to have software written specifically for it. Yeah. And like, like half the Goog- half these, uh, what are these? The Samsung Galaxy Gear. Yeah. Uh, half the gears, like half the time, they're like, "You want to open this on your phone?" You're like, "Why do I need you?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I, it's kind of hard to predict where this is all going to go because. Style is going to have a factor in this, sure. and style is very difficult to predict for tech people. Fadism, fandom, is going to uh, take part in it. You know, if a piece of thing just takes off because everybody enjoys it, you know, and it's irrational, that's going to be a factor. Um, we don't know what the kind. I mean, like, like we know there's going to be competitors to this product. That's the, uh, you know, that's why I had a conversation. You know, Robert right now is very anti-glass. Um, and he's got good reasons to be. All his, all, most of his reasons are all justified because it's been, a, you know, it's. Oh yeah, I agree with the stuff Robert. that was shown two years ago still isn't out. And I've been telling stuff. him it sucks for quite some time. Yeah, but I, I tell him, you know, I, I completely agree with you. But I'm still more optimistic because even if glass totally fails as a product, it either means somebody else is going to come along and do it better. So it's yeah. already, it's already fired. The wearable computer craze, especially for facial computers. Secondly, this will be this will just become an open source thing. I'll still be able to do whatever the heck I want with it. It's still a really great piece of hardware, and there's still gonna yeah. be lots of cool stuff for it. And I physically have it in my possession. I don't have to give it back, so I don't lose. I didn't have this a year ago, sure. And uh, it's not gonna get taken away from me. So it's it's only disappointing if you build all these huge expectations about what you want to see this do, and that doesn't happen. I'm still enjoying it for what it is. So I'm not bothered as much. I still remember how magical it was when I first tried it on, and that screen was there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what helps when I let people try on mine. You see how excited people get, and you're like, yeah. Yeah, it helps. It is cool. That's it's what I, not, it's like going. It's like going to theme parks with people who have never been to them before. Yeah. All of a sudden, oh yeah, I remember yeah. how exciting this was. Now you know you relive it through them, especially kids. Kids, <laughs> kids are really good at creating that in you. Have you had a lot of third-party apps to your? Uh, 
to your dealio? I have. I don't have them right now because we're going through this update craze. Yeah. Um, so when the when the updates are stabilized, I'll put them back on because the updates wipe them out. But yeah, I, I mean, I've tried almost all of them once or twice. Yeah. Uh, I want to write my own. I mean, that was one of the reasons I got it was I wanted to develop my own software. There are things I want to do for myself, um, and I haven't had time to write software for it. It's so not even that hard of a device to write software for. Let me ask you this. Are they hard to write for? Well, there's two different kinds of software for glass. If you use the mirror API, uh-huh. that's the, the one you see most of the cards coming up. It all you know resembles Google Now. Uh, uh, Virginia Poltrax Word of the Day app, you know those kind of things. They all use the the, the Mirror REST API. That's a really easy thing to write for. Mm-hmm. The, the most difficult part about that is you've got thresholds about how often you can communicate with the Google Cloud, and you don't want to exceed those. That exists in every cloud platform: Twitter, Facebook, etc. Yeah. And of course, you need to have your own server for people to whatever your whatever the services that you're serving on the cards, whether it be news items or a word of the day, whatever it is, that has to come from something that you're managing, and you have to make sure that's set up. But that's it from a programming perspective. It's just you know web calls. Um, with tagged text, and you know, you're mostly sending stuff out to be displayed, and it comes back. It's pretty simple, hmm. but it's very limited in what you can do. You can all it's you can only do things like the you know that are on the cards. If you want access to the hardware, the sensors, if you want to do a lot of the things you see a lot of the apps on your phone do, then you've got to use the you know, the APK and the GDK, and you're going to have to write. Um, you have to re- produce stuff that's you know an APK file, and get it on the device. Um, and uh, that, that's what they call sideloading right now because Google doesn't have an approval process for that. And the approval process for it is going to be very lengthy and very detailed because Google has to prevent, especially if you need voice commands, because they have to prevent conflict with them. They have to make sure the voice commands work clearly over a range. They're dealing with foreign markets. So they got to worry about, you know, what about foreign translations and things like that too. Um, so you get all this stuff that you wouldn't normally have in there kicked in. Um, but... Uh, and that's a more that's a more complex piece of programming. That's when you're doing stuff in, you know, Java and stuff like that. So you got to be you, that's you got to be a solid programmer to do that kind of thing. So we we talked about wearables and how sustainable they are long term. The one of the things that make mobile fun for people is playing games like Angry yeah. Birds. But you can't really. I mean, there's there's some games that are on Google Glass, but isn't that going to be a limiter that whole game market sort of thing? No, I think there'll be more and more games. The problem with games right now is they're battery killers. Yeah. Because it, what kills the battery? The display being on all the time kills the battery. That's why video kills the battery. That's why the GPS maps kill the battery. Um, maybe maybe the thing that is going to be the saver for it is virtual reality. Well, you can't do virtual reality with this. You're going to do yeah. augmented reality. But in, yeah, in the, in the you're future, immersed. you're augmented reality um, with whatever develops out of that. You know, in the next well, there are some pretty cool games. Um, there's a game where um, you know stuff is flying and you have to shoot it by by making sure your your eyes are trained right out and you say bang or something and then this you know you goes out and explodes and so it's it's a new realm because you have these sensors and all these movement and things like that that wasn't in a typical consumer device before you know there's a Frogger game that came out on the hackathons where you physically have to jump uh-huh. it's a normal Frogger game and you see Frogger but to make your frog jump you have to jump. You're like walking down the road. Someone's like, "Bang, bang, yeah. bang!" Like, <laughs> that's oh, the wow. yeah, that's the trade-off. Is you look more, more like in LA. <laughs> you look more like an idiot. Well, no, it's my Google Glass. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not stupid. Yeah, except that you're not wearing it right now. <laughs> oh shit. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, pretty soon we're not going to look very different than the crazy the crazy person on the street, you know. Well, it's getting a little weird. They had uh, down here at Venice Beach, they had one stolen. I think it was late at night. Then they had uh, what another one stolen off someone's face or ripped off someone's face in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I and I had a quick chat with that person because that person's um, uh, he's a, he's a journalist and he hasn't he had a pretty healthy attitude about the whole thing and he hasn't actually done to my knowledge hasn't done any interviews or anything other than his original post about uh, the event and he and he blames himself because. He said, you know, he knew it was a dangerous situation where he was, and he should have been smarter and not been wearing it at the time where he was. But because, you know, San Francisco is a crazy area right now, and it's not a, it's not Google Glass that's the problem in San Francisco. It's the tech sector versus the yeah. population, and Glass is just an easy and very visible target for it. And he was in a bad neighborhood, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was at some sort of a bad neighborhood or an event or something like that. I mean, those stories have not come out of any other place in the country yet. Yeah. I've never heard. You take San Francisco out of the picture. I still haven't heard of a Google Glass theft or getting ripped off the face. I've heard of people losing them. Yeah, but that's about it. I think the Venice Beach one happened late at night, and uh, it was probably a robbery that was going to happen anyway. Uh, of course, I don't know. Maybe the people thought that you know you could do something with a Google Glass and reselling it or something, which you really can't. No, it's um, very easy to remotely reset it and to know where it is too. That would be interesting. I wonder if they ever recovered the one from Venice Beach theft that happened just two weeks ago. I was actually at Venice Beach, and it happened a couple days later. Um, and I think they took it at a knife point or gun point, uh, or just they just said, we're going to kick your ass if you don't give us your cool ass. <laughs> like, here you go. I said, so I'll give it to you, but you have to realize, you know, 15 minutes after you leave here, well, it's not going to be working anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he would have said things like, you know, it knows when it's not on my head anymore and stuff like that. So. It's <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, I'm gonna let you go. Uh, anything uh, else you want to cover with us, Keith? No, this has been a predominantly a Google Glass um, show. Do we have anything yeah. else in our lives besides this right now? No, not me. Well, you went to South by Southwest, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, was right. Hung out with our our good friend Robert Scoble and uh, uh, Joel Com, Andy Grignon, Sam Levin. Uh, who else did we hang out with? A whole lot of other people, Jason Nunnally, um, and of course Rocky uh, Barbacoa, who's a sidekick for Scoble. He's a riot to hang out with. Um, great guy. <laughs> I met him. He, he's he's a great guy. He's like he's, he's like hanging out with a Harley Davidson guy, and you're just always like, I'm glad he's my friend because he could kill me. <laughs> and and he's uh, he's he's a whole lot of fun, and he's just a real down to earth guy. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, you should come next year. I've come, yeah, I've gone two I'd years like in to. a row. Um, get Disney to be your sponsor. No, that won't happen. It'll be my own cost. <laughs> Are you going to stand in line for the next iPhone? No, I never stand in line for the iPhones. Oh, I thought you were at the last one. No, uh, the last two iPhones, I've actually been inside an AT and T store, and it's been handed to me. And I've actually been. I usually get it about. Well, I, I get it before the time they say I can get. I can talk about it because there's like a blackout time. I think it's yeah. eight thirty, and so I think last two years I've had it about five or six a.m. And I'm usually doing video and everything. I just can't publish the video until the eight thirty time slot. But it's really fun because I'm inside the store <laughs> looking at everyone. <laughs> I like watching all the journalists because I I know most of them that are, that, that know but can't talk about it. But they're all waiting for, okay, when can I do an oops and get away with it? <laughs> yeah, when can I push the button? Yeah, when can I push the button and claim it was an accident? 
but yeah. it'll still be okay. <laughs> I left my story on a bar in a bar. No, I had a great time last year. Last year, I happened to be in New York with uh, JBL Harman Kardon, and they were launching these really cool headphones they have called the Synchro 700s. They're best headphones you can ever buy. And so I was there, and so they worked it out to where I could go into uh, the New York Times or the New York Times Square, Times Square, the Times Square uh, AT&T store. So like, I'm right, I'm like there. So I go down to the AT&T store for uh, New York uh, for the Times Square, and uh, I'm I go up to the door, and you know I used to deal with my West Coast people with AT&T, and they they've been working this out with East Coast people, and uh, so I'm like just just make sure that I'm not just standing out there. It's you know whatever in the morning. So I go to New York, and you know New York's weird, and they're suspicious of whatever, right? You know. You always got to keep your your uh, eyes on what's going on, and so like I'm not gonna. I go up, knock on the door, and there's all these people in line going around the building and back, and they're looking at me like, "What is this jerk off doing?" Because I don't have like an AT&T uniform. Like you can see the employees going in and out, right. but I don't have it. I'm just some fat guy with some cameras, and they're looking at me like, "Is this one of them jerks who thinks he can skip the line and and just ah, I'm here for my iPhone." So the security guard like looks at me, and I'm like holding the Chris Voss show card up to the window, and everyone's like, "Who's this guy?" And I did that last two years ago, but they knew who I was inside the building. So, so at New York, I'm holding it up, and the security guard's like, "What does this idiot want?" And he opens the door. He goes, "What?" And I go, "I'm Chris Voss. Chris Voss show. He's supposed to let me in. There's supposed to be a rep here." And I'm supposed to film the iPhone 5. Yes. And he's like, we don't know nothing about that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, can you take my card and, you know, go talk to the, the manager? So they're trying to find the manager. The manager hasn't come in yet. You know, and I made a really big deal. I'm like, don't leave me hanging there because I don't want to be just standing out in front of this stupid thing trying to get in. So the gal who's, the, like, the district manager or whatever, she hasn't shown up yet. And somewhere, I mean, there's so many people there and so many managers that are there for this event. Like, no one can find it. So the managers come up, and they're like, okay, we'll let him in and into the lobby, and we'll talk, find out what's going on. So I got, like, three people going, okay, this guy seems to know stuff, and he, he seems to be for real, but we have no idea, like, if we should let him in or not. Okay. And so I'm just trying to keep hustling. I'm like, you know, do uh, you know this person? You know that person? You know, like none of the names. I'm showing them the emails of the arrangement. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, holy crap. Meanwhile, everyone lines like, you know, pull that fucker out of here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then finally the the uh, district manager comes showing up right on the money uh, at 8.30 or something or 7.30. And she's like, no, he's with me. And blah, blah, blah. And it was really cool because she's like, okay, that gold iPhone, tear it off the wall, give it to Chris Voss and the iPhone 5C next to it. He gets it. And they're like, you want us to tear this stuff off the and give? Who is this fucking guy? <laughs> I'm the only one in there. They're just like, just like get, give him that one. And she's like, I'm going to sit here. He's going to video record. Give him whatever he wants. You know. <laughs> so like an hour on like, doing. That's how she, sounds like you got more than you were originally thinking you were going to get out of it. Oh yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. The the time prior, they gave me one at like 5 a.m. when the 5 came out. No one had really seen it. And so uh, I was there filming it, and we were doing a Google Plus Hangout on it. And so I did a, like a Google Plus broadcast right there from the store and uh, showing it, showing it, taking pictures and everything. It was awesome. So thanks to ATT for always hooking me up. I have about uh, 26 of their phones, I think 25 of their oh, wow. phones. You know what I forgot to mention too? Uh, lately, every Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern, I'm co-hosting on the Tech Buzz show. Cool. Is that with the Twit Network? No, that's uh, Stephen Haywood's uh, the Tech Buzz thing. Ah, cool. Yeah. Tech Buzz. We'll have yeah. to do more of these where we hang out and get to know yeah. each other better. I'm going to actually do more hangouts and more podcasts and use it as like a way to... I used to have a standard co-host, but I think now what I want to do is do it where I get to know people, and then, of course, it gives my audience a chance to get to know people. Hello, people. Hello, people. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I want to get to know you. So anything else, Keith, you think we should... Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, let me see. We play Cards Against Humanity if you want. <laughs> you got uh, a lot of stuff going on. Is yeah, it? you can tell behind me I'm a big geek. I have lots of robots. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. The stapler from Office Space. Office Space. Uh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Th actually, this is the thing. I just blogged about this. Here's the thing I'm into recently. Japanese Kit Kat bars. <laughs> Oh, was that you that had the different flavors? Yeah, yeah. There's there's like over 15 of them. I've only tried five. Yeah. And this is an awesome flavor. I can get. Fortunately, I can get this one here at Disney because the Epcot Japan sells it. It's the only uh -huh. one. That's, uh, this is the dark chocolate Kit Kat bar. See, I want to be abusing that whole Disney thing all the time. I'd be like, <laughs> hey, man, this is Keith from Disney, man. We need to have that shipment of steaks sent over. Yeah. <laughs> like no. now, the ribs to the IT department. And just build, just send the bill to Disney. Yeah. What was the Disney guy's name? You mean Walt Disney? The guy who's no longer alive, Disney? Send the, send, the, send the bill to Disney, attention Snoopy. Or, no, hold on, shit. <laughs> yeah, laugh all you want, but I have friends whose email addresses end in .pixar.com and .marvel.com. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so, you know, how can you beat that? That's, you know, even, I even me and the company were going, oh, movie. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I got to go see um, uh, Captain Avenger. I got to see a screening of Captain Avenger without, um, with with free popcorn and stuff too. That was cool. That's pretty darn. Hey, free yeah. popcorn. Yeah. Well, no, uh, there's been a couple of times where they let us see it as a premiere. You know, like the day before yeah. the public can see it. But this one wasn't. This one was two weeks later. Yeah. But still, the fact that I can go sit there, you know, what in the middle of the working day, and yeah. go watch a movie and go, yeah, this is pretty good. This is why I like working for this company. <laughs> You know, and then you're watching Captain, you're watching the movie Captain Avenger, and, and it's awesome movie Captain America. And at the end of it, you're watching the credits, and you go, "Hey, I think I know that guy." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome too. <laughs> Doesn't oh, happen very much. I would be abusing the crap out of that. I'd be like, "Hey, Domino's, I need a pizza. Yeah, bill it to Goofy and Minnie. Send it to the IT department." Yeah, you wouldn't last. <laughs> I wouldn't have be fired like within a week. <laughs> They're very protective of their brand. Worldwide, family-oriented brand. They're very. Protective. They would. They would. They would. They wouldn't even hire me. They'd By the way, which which create which is part of the reason why, for example, if you go read my Facebook page, my Facebook feeds and stream, uh -huh. 
They're G and PG. I mean, I make sure they're very clean. There's not cursing and stuff on them. Because I have a huge fandom of people who just follow me because I work for the company. There's, there's people who follow me because of tech, and there's people that follow me because of Disney, and there's people who follow me because they're my friends. And, you know, I have to create this blended social media um, co- content I'm serving up for that. So. Yeah, definitely. Listen, hey, I just want to talk to you. I, I, I want to get a discount on the Cinderella uh, collector's item doll. Discount. Yeah, yeah, about that. That's a, that's a fireable offense. <laughs> you know, uh, somebody told me, I was talking to somebody about my YouTube views, and I do, of course, a lot of reviews on YouTube and make money off them and stuff. Um, and... Uh, this guy that I was talking to who claimed to be a consultant, he was telling me, he goes, you know, there's somebody who's making a lot of money, and what they do is they unbox the Disney, you know, whatever they're selling at the Disney stores, the newest mm-hmm. that comes out of whatever, you know, Disney doll this, Disney action figure that, whatever, and they buy them, and they, they unbox them, and they're just making like a murderous killing of money on YouTube. Well, there, there are People who live in the area, cast members can't do this, but there are people who, you know, are Disney fanatics and they live in the Orlando area uh-huh. who every, you know, they try as much as possible. Every time there's a new peach of limited edition merchandise or whatever it is, they go buy as many as they're allowed to buy and then they, you know, they, they keep one and they sell the rest for just enough of a profit that the one that they got for themselves is free. <laughs> it, it happens that they do that all the time. There's also people that, um, you know, there's merchandise you can only get in the parks, for example. Yeah. Magic. There are people, you know, and they have little eBay stores, and they say, oh, you know, if you want this, I'll run and go get it for you, and I'll, you know, here's how much it will cost, and they do that wow. too. It's so, wow. yeah, there's a, there's a huge. Um, it's it's sort of like, it's sort of like Washington D.C. You got all these things that are on it, leeching from it, that all make their own little survival <laughs> stuff. It, Disney's very much like that too. There's there are there are side businesses all over Orlando, that oh yeah, you know, and 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 individuals um, that. Just somehow they make money through Disney. Yeah. The craziest thing that I ever read, I just read about this recently, was the Disney here in Orange County. And I guess they had some real estate. It's just amazing how much they, you know, hey, we have real estate we're not using in SoCal. Um, and so they created housing developments where you can buy a house and live on the Disney property. And I don't really think you own, I think you own the house, but you don't own the property. Like, so yeah, they, they, that exists they, in Disney World, you, too. <laughs> in Disney World, the, 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 the entry price for those houses is $1.7 million. Yeah. Yeah, but you can you can get on Disney anytime you want. You can you just walk. Oh, through. it comes with a huge yeah. amount of perks. Yeah, free The people are like, yeah, we paid like ten times more than what we normally buy a house for, but we get on Disney anytime we want. We can just. <laughs> now, there are people. There are people like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of the Disney. I'm I'm a big fan of the Disney parks. Yeah. And uh, you know, I live here and I can go there as often as I as as I want. But and I certainly love to live on Disney property in a million dollar home, but I don't I can't afford yeah. that. Because the, the interesting thing about it is you have to realize as soon as the as soon as Disney is attached to something, no matter what it is, its value goes up. Like I live in Celebration, which is the town that Disney designed and built originally. And uh, I have a townhouse, but uh, the people who own homes there, you know, some of them are running, you know, over a million dollars too. Wow. You know, and it's just because it's it's the, the Disney Disney originally built this area, oh. designed this area. So yeah, a lot of people just buy because they know, you know, in two years it's gonna it's gonna go up in value. It's a wow. 
It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Good Everybody Disney. but me. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll let Disney put a tattoo on my forehead for... I don't know. Well, there is a guy named George. I've met him. He lives in... I forget which state he lives, but he's in New England. But he comes down here a lot. And uh, he has tattoos all over his body, except for his face, of Disney characters. Serious? Yeah. And he comes down here, and he doesn't work for Disney or anything like that. He's just a, he, he's one of the, a huge, obsessed fan. And he tends, when he comes down, he tends to wear shorts and a muscle shirt so that all his tattoos show off. And when he comes down here, he's like, it's, it's like us with Google Glass, you know? It's, it's, yeah. There's a little bit of a celebrity thing attached to it that you'd, people you know, people go up and they want to see, and they, you know, and he's got people who ask for his autograph and all this other stuff, too. So. Look, I can animate Minnie Mouse when I move my arm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, despite the fact that that's probably a copyright violation. <laughs> yeah, that's probably... Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be horrible? You get a tattoo of uh, Mickey Mouse, and then you get a letter from Disney. <laughs> well, I, I, I think he claims... I don't, I've never heard this from Disney. He claims that Disney has approved that, that he can do that. <laughs> he, I think his motto is, is the only one that is allowed to do it. But, but that could all be in his mind for all I know. I really don't know. There's probably a lot of things. I, I, don't, I don't work for... I don't work for Disney's copyright, legal, or tattoo department. So. <laughs> it's like you're like you just you just got a permanent tattoo for the rest of your life. And you get a letter from Disney. Uh, you gotta get that removed. <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> you gotta hand your arm in. <laughs> you know, we gotta repossess that. <laughs> the uh, well, there you go. Well, Keith, give us your plugs again so we can follow okay. up with you. Uh, KeithBurt.com is my personal website and blog. Uh, that's where most of my projects and stuff go on. Uh, VidcastNetwork.com is going to get a facelift shortly, and that's where all my uh, live podcasts and videos are. There's, I think there's there's over 100, might be over 200 videos there. Almost all of them originally were live broadcasts like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, on Monday nights, uh, I co-host uh, the Tech Buzz. Uh, on, I think it's uh, the TechBuzz.net is the website. And um, I do a lot of social media, and I do a lot of Google Plus stuff. And uh, I'm working with the community man, community leaders that Google brought down um, to uh, try to see what we can do to bring all the Google Glass communities together and things like, and, you know, create repositories for information too. And uh, so, yeah, those are all the things I have going on. None of them actually make me any money. <laughs> But you do what you love, and sometimes that's really important. Yeah, I do what I love. Sometimes I do what's necessary to help other people. And, you know, it's just I'm in a position to do it, or I have a skill for it. But um, definitely. And uh, I like doing t- lots of things because I get bored. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps me bored. I'm the well, same. Way. It, it's also those kind of things that allow me to meet people like you and you know yeah. Robert and uh, you know I, those relationships would not have existed if I didn't have uh, some of the. Uh, visibility uh, in the followings I've had in, yeah. in these various platforms. Yeah, most definitely. Well, it's glad to spend some time with you, and we'll look forward to doing this some more. Keith, thanks for coming on. Sure. For, uh, Aitly.com for uh, covering us with the Google Glass that we talked about. Check it out. The app will be coming out soon, so you can go to Aitly.com and check out the app. Of course, everyone knows where to find me on the Chris Boss Show.com. <laughs> so thanks, uh, Keith, and uh, we'll wrap it up. Have a good one, buddy. You too. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you.